Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless as he talks to successful real estate professionals and ask them to share their best advice ever. From deal syndicators to wholesalers, flippers, property managers, pest inspectors, and everyone in between. It's the best ever advice and none of the fluff. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Bart Weprin. Hi, Bart. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Bart is Managing Director, based in Cincinnati, Dayton area, for Sperry Van Ness. He's a commercial broker with over 20 years' experience in commercial real estate. Over the last three years, he's done... 90 transactions valued at nearly $300 million, and he's also been recognized as the number one ranked Sperry Van Ness agent in the Eastern region. So with that being said, you know he clearly has a ton of experience in the commercial real estate uh, area and excited to have you on the show. So Bart, can you tell the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you and your audience today, Joe. Uh, my background is uh, about 20 years in commercial real estate, uh, two national companies, formerly with Marcus Milchap out of California. And then about eight or nine years ago, I opened my own franchise licensee agreement with Sperry Vaness, another national company based out of uh, Irvine, California. And I have eight agents that work for me, and we sell exclusively commercial properties and predominantly investment properties. Um, I myself specialize in selling multifamily apartment communities in the tri-state area, Ohio, Indiana, and sometimes in um, Kentucky. With multifamily, that since that's what you're focused on now, what's the market like in that area, in those that tri-state area? 
Well, it's a good question. It's um, I just came back with um, a meeting with one of my agents, and just to give you a little background, since you know the big recession or bubble burst in 2008, it's just come back. I would say about I wouldn't say full circle, but about halfway back. And now the climate is there are plenty of investors. The banks now call me instead of not taking my calls. So the lending environment is much better. There's more money, more buyers, and this and there's less of a uh, disconnect between the sellers and real values. So it's a good market. But having said all that, um, it's still very difficult to close on any given deal just because I think the appraisers um, are a lot more sensitive to real values. They don't just take the contract price. They really look at the numbers and analyze it. And I also think that the buyers now, uh, once they go through the due diligence process, are you know very, very critical on conditions of properties. And there's a certain element of asking the sellers for uh, consideration. Sometimes we call it retrading. Uh, but the whole environment... In, in the Midwest right now, or at least in in our neck of the woods in southwestern Ohio, is very favorable. A lot of transactions getting done, and the cap rates, which is the barometer of what we use to evaluate the values of these properties, uh, it, it's a lot more competitive here than it is maybe on the west and east coast. And the interest rates are about the same, so there's more of a spread more of a bang for your buck. Uh, we, I saw a lot of B, C properties, 20, 30-year-old properties, and the price per units are very competitive relative to some of the larger markets. We're, we're basically in Cincinnati, consisting of about a million nine people in the metropolitan area. Stable economy, unemployment's down, no major industry dominates, and things are actually looking pretty good. With... The climate where there's plenty of investors, banks are calling you back, the lending environment's favorable, but yet the investors who are wanting to purchase are also more in tune with the real value of the property. Who wins out there? Because it sounds like there's a lot of demand, but yet the demand is demanding intelligently from the seller. Well, who wins out in my terms, my definition to that comment is that everybody needs to win. It has to be fair to the buyer and seller. It's got to be a good deal. And so having said that, I think that the uh, the value of what we're talking about, the price you pay for the property uh, based on the cap rate, the location, the condition of the property, you have to balance all those things. So an older property is not a new property, so it's going to have some aches and pains with it. But relative to replacing with a new property, which is over $100,000 a unit, um, it's a good buy. So the winner is the seller who makes out, and maybe they're retiring, maybe they're recapturing some of their money and moving up the food chain and buying a bigger property, and the buyer who brings in a hopefully good management team, the management, especially if they're out of town and it's over 100 units, I would think that the uh, the buyer wins out if they get a good cash-on-cash return and have a good asset. So I would hope that both sides win. It's fair for the buyer, it's fair for the seller, and of course, the agent that's involved in it, which could be me. 
based on your experience as a commercial real estate agent, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I think the best advice I can give everyone is to do business with people you you trust, you feel comfortable with. And I would hope to think, in my case, I'm relationship versus transaction-oriented. And I would hope to deal with anybody that feels comfortable with me that I'm going to give them sound advice, not just trying to make a deal. So I would think anybody, especially from out of town, and we deal with a lot of investors, uh, because the opportunities here, that they pick a pretty good team, starting with a broker, insurance guy, uh, real estate attorney if they need one, management company, etc. So they need to put a team together on the ground here. For someone from out of state who is looking at different markets, it could be Cincinnati, Tulsa, wherever, how do they go about establishing a relationship with those team members? Um, well, I think you got to start on the ground. You probably should make, I think, well, at least one trip to visit the host state, to meet the players, meet a good broker that can introduce you to people. And so, you know, it's just a matter of meeting people, meeting and greeting and networking. But I think you should at least come out in person one time to get a good handle on it. What type of credibility does that individual need in order to not be perceived as a tire kicker? Someone who is, the perception is wasting, you know, the broker's time. Well, you know, there's all kinds of brokers, there's kind, different kinds of buyers. Um, I mean, if the, if the broker you're dealing with is a transaction person, he probably won't spend the time with you. One that's going to spend time with you is one that's going to offer you some of their time and introduce you to some of not only their properties, other agents' properties, but also some of their contacts. Now, as far as trying to give to figure out if it's a tire kicker or not, which is a label we've used years ago in all different industries, I guess that means they're just wasting your time and not really serious, and you're trying to qualify people. That's very hard, but if someone comes here from Arizona, California, or, or New York, and I spend a day with them, you know, at that point in time we'll figure out, qualify how much they want to spend, what kind of property they want to buy, what kind of help they need, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a it's a relationship that sort of evolves or doesn't. Are there any particular questions that are that that illuminate if they are more qualified or less qualified or more likely to close? Well, sure. There's a bunch of them. I mean, you want to know what type of asset this person's looking for. Is it multifamily? Is it retail? Is it industrial, office, triple net, etc. Do they have any experience in buying these asset types? Do they own any properties in a remote part of the country? And if so, how do they manage them? What are their experiences? Some of the people I meet are involved in a 1031 tax deferred exchange. What's the timing on that? How much money do they have to spend to replace the property they sold? And how much in debt and how much in replacement property? Um, What's their timetable if it's not a 1031 tax-deferred exchange? Is their appetite for under 50 units or over 50 units? How often are they going to visit the area where the property is? Are they going to manage it themselves remote? Or are they going to hire a local management company? Are they going to set up a limited liability company in, in the host state? Um, I mean, there's just a whole myriad of questions that have to be addressed. Right. And bear in mind, Joe, more than anything else, when you buy – 
an apartment complex versus maybe a net lease property, you're buying an operating business. There's moving parts. There's employees. It's a huge responsibility, and you can't take it lightly. So if you buy, a, let's say, a 75-unit apartment complex in and around Cincinnati or Dayton, Ohio, and you live two, three hours away or more, I would think you need a property management company. If, if not, I think it's going to be very difficult for you to keep a handle on it because it is an operating business. It's not like buying, investing in the stock market or in a net lease real estate investment where you don't you have no responsibilities. Right. I have uh, seen that firsthand where when you buy an apartment community, it is buying a business. And it's it's uh, it's critical to have a good team on the ground, you know, because as you know, you helped me close on the 168 units in Cincinnati, and I live in New York City. Um, fortunately, I have a good management team in place with Sundance Property Management, and they're able to operate on a daily basis. Uh, help me operate it effectively. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, sir. Best ever success habit you practice. Well, what I find with me is just going to work every day and grinding it out. And there's no, nothing really fancy with what we do. You know, I, I tell the younger people that get in the business, I say kids that are, you know, that are just getting in it, you know, it takes a couple years for you to um, develop. And it's not, you know, if you, you can't be an overnight success in this business. You just have to be consistent and do the same things I call blocking and tackling. You know, and I, you know, my best habits are going to work every day, showing up early. You know, I work a lot of hours, and I return phone calls, and I'm available. It's pretty much that simple. Best ever deal you've done either as an investor or as a broker? You know, Joe, I, I don't know how, how to say there's a best ever deal. It's like the best ever dinner you had. I mean, there's a lot of good deals. Um, some are better than others. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, there's just a lot. Of, I mean, I've had, I've had deals where I've sold stuff. I did a $46 million deal once to some people out of California and Dayton. It was a great deal. But I've done deals that were 500000 that give me just as much satisfaction because maybe it was a little more difficult. The investors weren't as sophisticated. So it's not one deal; it's the total spectrum. You know, it's just the the uh, the relationships you build, the deals you do, and the experience you get from putting all these deals together. And you know, it's it's the whole effect. It's just not one deal. Okay. I'm sorry if I disappointed you in that one. No, <laughs> you didn't. No. I mean, I could have told you. Listen, I sold a 150-unit complex, closed it in 60 days, made a ton of money on it in commission. Uh, but some of the best deals I have are the ones that I invest in with some of my um, investors. I take a lot of pride in doing that, which we're allowed to do as being part of our Spray National franchise. And how does that work? Well, sometimes I'll put my fee in. You know, sometimes I'll take a minority position. I don't do it a lot, but I've done it more recently than I used to. Because I, I feel that investing in, if you structure it right, you have the right financing, that Multifamily is a pretty conservative investment right now. People need a place to live, and it's just the climate's good. Best ever place to reach you? Uh, 513-328-1365. Cell phone. And is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to add? Uh, no, I just think that um, 
I'm relationship oriented, interested in talking to people from wherever. And you can catch me about 24-7 up, up to about 10 p.m. at night Eastern time. Okay, sounds good. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, Joan, working with you. You're, 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 you've learned the business. <laughs> you're good. Well, thanks a lot, Bart. I've got, got a lot of good people around me like yourself to, to help me uh, be successful, so I appreciate it. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Bart. Thank you. Bye. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.